The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. I'm so glad you are able to join NUMA Podcast today. Our key text for this podcast is the book of Job, chapter 2, verse 1 to 10. Again there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence comest thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? And still he holdeth fast his integrity, although thou movedst me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. But put forth thine hand now, and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is in thine hand, but save his life. So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord, and smote Job with sore boils from the sole of his foot unto his crown. And he took him a potsherd to scrape himself withal, and he sat down among the ashes. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I thank you once again for another opportunity to be able to bring your word to the world. And Lord, I ask for inspiration so that as many that will listen to this podcast will be blessed. And Lord Almighty, we pray God that those who may be undergoing any kind of trouble and any situation that seems beyond them, you will bring them to that place where they can know that you are in charge. Help us, O God, as your people to understand the secret counsel of God. All of this, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The title of this podcast is The Nature of the Secret Council of God. 
the nature of the secret counsel of God. As people, whether of faith or none, we are constantly pressured to wonder about the problem of evil in this world. And we ask the old age question, why do bad things happen to good people? For example, I know a few great Christians who dedicated their entire lives serving God and Him alone. And suddenly, at the twilight of their lives, then trouble sets in. They have cancer or other terminal illnesses. For others, it is the loss of loved ones, breakdown of marriage relationship, loss of jobs or accident that incapacitates them. Situations like these are often very difficult to comprehend as we wonder like those with no belief at all. And we are constrained to ask, why would a supposedly omnipresent, omnipotent and omniscient God allow these occurrences? These are the questions that pops to mind all the time. If you are in this league, you are not alone because many who came before you have wrestled with the same question and of course, lack of sensible answers have led many away from engaging and believing in the existence of the Almighty God. This is because those who took this stance argue that if God is good, if God is truly good, he must be helpless against the forces of evil not to intervene in the affairs of human beings, or he is either powerless or at worst careless. However, it is not the case of God's helplessness or carelessness or absenteeism as we will be discovering shortly. In grappling with the problem of evil, one of the early church fathers, St. Augustine of Hippo, who lived between 354 and 430 AD, understood the existence of evil to be real, not a created thing, but the direct consequence of the free will moral agency of logical creatures. This very presence reveals possibility of a greater good and enables the right for choice between accepting the existence of the Almighty God by faith alone or rejecting by rational ability. Today, however, the book of Job helps us understand the backstage activities which I am considering as the nature of the secret counsel of God. But first, let us take a brief look at the story presented to us in the book of Job. Now, the book of Job occupies a prominent place in the history of religious philosophical writings on the subject of the problem of evil and of how the righteous can suffer unjustly and tragedies without a course. A critical look at the story of Job will demonstrate that nothing happens in a vacuum and without a causative factor. 
In, in a case of uh, Job, his suffering was a direct result of his righteousness, which became a matter of interest to both God, the Creator, and Satan, the antagonist. Again, this is because the man Job was a person of great interest to both parties, God and Satan. The story of Job started in heaven when the secret council of God was called and in this council meeting all was present without apologies whatsoever, including the adversary Satan. You find this in the book of Job chapter 1 verse 6 to 11. My dear brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, you and I have the unconstrained retrospective privilege today to listen to the secret counsel of the Almighty God, a privilege unavailable to Job and his friends. And I believe that if Job and his friends had the same insight into the nature of the secret counsel of God, their responses and attitude would have been different to their quandary. We are told that Job was truly a righteous person who was conscious of his relationship with the Almighty God and maintained certain standards in his family and social life. And in fact, God himself attested to Job's righteousness. Yet, Job was treated unfairly, or so it appears to us mortals. He lost everything from property to credibility with his wife and with friends as they all seek to discredit his righteousness. His wives challenge him. You find this in Job chapter 2 verse 9. She said, Are you still maintaining your integrity? Curse God and die. In other words, are you still pretending that you are innocent as charged by your circumstances? Can you not see you are so guilty of your secret sins? You are better off dead so you can have peace with your soul. Instead of challenging that notion, Job responded graciously by saying, and you find this in Job chapter 2 verse 10, you are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? In all this, Job did not sin in what he said. Now, Job's response to his foolish wife was in accordance with the word of God, as we see in the book of Psalms, chapter 14, verse 1. It says, Only a fool would say, There is no God. People like that are worthless, they are heartless and cruel, and never do right. Brothers and sisters, this is not a place to be. If you want to follow God, this is not the place to be. Because only the fool has said there is no God. And this is true because if you look around you, you will know that God has stamped his identity to everything around. So why would you say there is no God? Because you are in some problems. My dear brothers and sisters listening to this podcast today, I don't know if you are suffering unjustly right now as I speak. 
and you are being vilified for your sufferings and for your pains. And even those who should comfort you are putting you down. I encourage you today to take your time and listen to the secret counsel of God and understand the nature of it. It doesn't matter what family says. It doesn't matter what friends and relatives are saying. So long as you are in sync with the one who made you, with the one who created you, with the one who called you to be, that should be enough, brothers and sisters. Only just remember that in all this accusation, Job did not rebel against God. And that is why I'm retelling his victory story today to you. Job's friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, came around to see for themselves what a spectacle their purportedly righteous and super spiritual friend had become. They questioned his sincere worship to God. They accused him of all sorts of things and sins. You find this in Job's chapter 15 verse 4 and 20 verse 5. His friend Zopa said, and this is in Job chapter 11 verse 13 to 20. Surrender your heart to God. Turn to him in prayer and give up your sins, even those you do in secret. Then you won't be ashamed. You will be confident and fearless. Your troubles will go away like water beneath a bridge and your darkest night will be brighter than noon. You will rest safe and secure, feel with hope and emptied of worry. You will sleep without fear and be greatly respected. But those who are evil will go blind and lose their way. Their only escape is dead. This is sad when those who are supposed to comfort you vilifies you. In any case, all the suggestions made to Job under those circumstances may appear good. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. But looking back, they were so, so wrong. Instead of comforting him, they lodged the seed of doubt in his heart, in the heart of Job. Just when he needed them most to believe in him, they profiled him with projectiles of accusations and had made their conclusion based on material evidence and wrote him off already. They were in fact on the same page as his foolish wife, who considered God as a misleading ideology of Santa Claus that only delivers sweets to the ignorant children through chimney. But thank God, thanks be to God that Job was a man aware of himself and understood that God is a spirit and they that worshipped him must do so in spirit and in truth. 
You find this in John chapter 4 verse 24. Job also understood that the ways of God are unfathomable. No wonder the writer of the book of Romans made the declaration. You find this in Romans chapter 11 verse 33. Who can measure the wealth and wisdom and knowledge of God? Who can understand his decisions or explain what he does? And I say to you, brothers and sisters, nobody, nobody can understand with our little minds. We need to key into God, into the source of the Holy Spirit before we can understand how this God works. My friends, in Jesus Christ, as you travel along this life's journey, you must understand that there is wisdom in the multitude of counseling and opinions of your co-travelers, but nothing can compare to what God will say to you through your personal engagement with him. Know that he created you and so he has the blueprint of your life. We make a lot of mistakes in life because we exalt the opinions of others above the opinion of what God is saying to us. We allow ourselves to become a piece of clay in the hands of other people and we say to them, mold me in the image you like of me. But hear this brothers and sisters, you are not to be shaped in the image of anybody but the image of the one true God. Job's friends had a precasted image of Job in their heads and that was the reason they thought they knew what went wrong with his life and therefore had become specialists in his life and had the answer but no three of them were wrong three times they were abysmally wrong because they did not understand the nature of the secret counsel of god in the secret counsel of god suffering may not be as a result of wrongdoing and of sin in our lives but the result of how righteous we are in god's sight but that's the opposite of how human thinks or reason and that was the case of job job was righteous yet he suffered god was proud of job's righteous living to the extent that he even boasted to Satan the adversary. And you find this in Job chapter 2 verse 3. He says, Have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil, and he still maintains his integrity, though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. If anything, my brothers and sisters, the question we must continually to ask ourselves is this, are we up to scratch with God? Are we pleasing God in our ways? In the way we live? With our ways? The word of God said in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 13 verse 5, Examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourself. Surely you know that Jesus Christ is among you. If not, you have failed the test of genuine faith. 
once we do this brothers and sisters and we are sure of it then we need not worry about the opinion of the unnamed wife of job and we do not have to worry of what eliphaz bildad and zophar have to say I believe that deep down on the inside, Job knew he was right with his God and was confident in him when he said in Job chapter 19 verse 25 to 27, but as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives and he will stand upon the earth at last. And after my body has decayed, yet in my body I will see God. I will see him for myself. Yes, I will see him with my own eyes. I am overwhelmed at the thought. Dear brothers and my sisters in Christ, this is exciting because this is where God wants you to be. This is the place where you should be. The place of confidence in God and with God. In all Job's suffering, he still had confidence in God. And I challenge you today, my dear brothers and sisters, do you have this confidence that whether in pain or in, uh, in a good time, will you say the same thing like Job, that you have the confidence in living and in dying? This is where you should be as christians we know that living on this side of eternity itself is a challenging task because we live under a broken world system that is constantly crying out for help this brokenness my brothers and sisters has undoubtedly broken us to the point of despair and caused us to wonder where God is in all of this. While we may be right in thinking that way, we have been forewarned about the trials and tribulation. Listen to what Jesus have to say. Jesus Christ said in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 16, verse number 33, I have told you this so that you might have peace in your hearts because of me. While you are in the world, you will have to suffer. But cheer up, I have defeated the world. In addition to these wonderful words of Jesus Christ, we are greatly privileged to have the word of God that our predecessors did not have, as we can read stories like the stories of Job to give us the preview of the nature of the secret counsel of the Almighty God. This is why the Bible says in Romans chapter 15 verse 4, such things were written in the scriptures long ago to teach us and the scriptures gives us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. Dear friends, my heart aches because we get it wrong many times because some preachers, some people tell us that we cannot suffer because we are Christians. We are not allowed to suffer because we believe in Jesus Christ. But I tell you the truth, that is not the scripture. Jesus has already told us that we will suffer and 
Because of that, you and I must be ready to endure whatever that is happening around us, regardless. That is the theology of our walk with Jesus Christ. As I bring this podcast to conclusion, and while I cannot pretend that I do not have doubts in my mind as I speak to you today, one thing is clear. God is definitely involved in our lives each moment of the day and he is well aware of our struggles and as we cry to him he will always hear and answer us not in ways we would like him to but in his own way after all he created us and therefore knows what's best for us I believe that whatever that we do not understand now would be made clear to us when that morning comes. What we need now is to trust and to obey God, even though the word says we must understand first before we can believe. Finally, it is important that you bear in mind also that although Satan, the adversary, may harm your body, take away your worldly possessions, one thing he cannot do is to destroy you eternally, which is his ultimate goal. Jesus Christ said in Luke chapter 12 verse 4, I tell you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body and after that can do no more. Brothers and sisters, keep believing in Jesus Christ regardless of what you're going through and let's trust him that he will intervene when we need him. God bless you. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you once again for this podcast, for those who have listened to this podcast, and even those who will be listening in future, that we all come to that place of understanding of the secret counsel of God, as this understanding will help us to stand firm in our faith even as we wait for the coming, for the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ to take us home. I ask all of this, Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and soon coming King. Amen.
Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.